Hello, everyone. Um, it's a very special occasion. So, uh, for my loyal listeners, I did a short 30-second plug last week um, in support of the memorial of George Floyd. Donate to the George Floyd Memorial Fund in support of Black Lives Matter in support of your local bail funds, bailing out the various protesters experiencing police aggression and uh, arrests across the protests uh, going across the country. And, um, you know, after I shared that with some friends, a few people said, uh, you know, they, they expressed interest. They were people, people gave me positive feedback that uh, in some capacity I did something with this show. And, you know, so tonight, I, I don't want to be, I'm really trying not to, like, be humble braggy or, you know, posture. I, I, I don't, I'll just say I was, at a, I was at a protest tonight, and my wife was very tired afterwards, and I was tired too, but my wife was too tired to walk the dog tonight, dog tonight. Uh, and he's been really unruly. He's gone like three days in a row without a walk. So long story short, um, long story short, I'm walking the dog by myself tonight, which is unusual these days. I figured, hell, might as well uh, record an episode. And I'm sorry for my voice cracking. I'm shouting and chanting and actually yelled at one of my friends. A good yelling. He asked me for motivation, so I did the Shia LaBeouf uh, make your dreams come true thing. Uh, if you're listen- listening, Disca, finish your teacher certification. Do it. Yesterday you said tomorrow. Make your dreams come true. But anyway, so I'm out walking the dog tonight by myself. Um, you know, I, I think before the uh, the George Floyd Memorial 30-second clip I think the last episode I did of this, I mentioned I'd had a baby that was about a year and a half ago, I think. Uh, and since then, you know, habits change, and basically it's been harder to keep up with this because usually we walk as a family. Uh, you know, my wife will put the baby in the stroller, and I'll take the dog leash, and we'll all just go go for a nice little walk around the block. Um, And that walk gets longer and longer over time as we get bored with our routes and add to it. Uh, it, It's nice, but it does not really leave a lot of room for pod... Whoa, almost tripped over some uneven sidewalk. It does not leave a lot of room for podcasting. The dog is sniffing some bushes. Uh, so anyways, you know, it's a special occasion. Uh, one of the rare moments when I'm walking the dog alone. So here we are recording. Uh, he is... He's probably mellowed out a lot since the last full episode we recorded. Um, you know, as he's turned three, he's... He's chilled out a great deal. He He's still... He's not like a dream dog by any means. Like, he's still a lot to handle, but, you know, his general zest and enthusiasm is being replaced. He, he's a bit more 
level-headed these days, which is nice. He's he's really becoming a sweet, mature dog instead of the insane little puppy that we've come to know. Um, he and the baby are best friends. The baby is doing animal sounds, and she loves to imitate him every time she sees him or a dog on TV or just any dog in public. She does her little woof, woof. So that's really cute. The cats, though, especially Mumu, the older cat, that is her buddy. And luckily, Mumu, I don't know if Mumu is laid back or just old as shit. I think I did the math. Let me think. So 2011, she was one and a half when we adopted her. It's nine years. Oh, yeah, so she's like ten and a half. So she's getting up there in age. But she lets the baby, uh, you know, the baby's not harsh with her. We've, we've taught her not to be too hard. But, I mean, you know, the baby pats her on the butt and gets a handful of tails sometimes. And Mumu just lets it happen. And, you know, they will, if the baby's sleeping, Mumu will cuddle up on the baby, which is awesome. Uh, they are best friends. The other cat, Jack, he wants absolutely nothing to do with the baby. Uh, He books it and it's wild. And since Jack has become super obsessed with me, since we've had, you know, it started when we got the dog. So it's interesting. Jack and I have had a very uh, hot and cold relationship like Katy Perry you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no, you're right and you're wrong. I'm sure those are the wrong words. I always get made fun of for saying the wrong words. But anyways, um, you know, he's kind of floated back and forth between whether he prefers me or my wife. And uh, But ever since we got the dog, he started becoming Team Eddie. And since we've had the baby, he's really Team Eddie. He crushes me all night while I'm sleeping Um, and he's not a skinny cat you know I'm I'm slowly gaslighting him into eating less food trying to trick him into diet dieting I think it's worked I'm not super sure he feels lighter you know it's one of those things where like to weigh him I'd have to weigh myself and I'm kind of in the middle of a You know, I'm trying to diet, but I'm not in the mood where I'm confident with my progress. And so I'm kind of scared to weigh myself. And so to weigh the cat would require weighing myself. And so uh, we'll just leave both of our weights a big old mystery right now. But he feels lighter. He's crushing me less. And I think he looks thinner. And, you know, I, I think I've really reduced his food... So, it's kind of interesting. It's always a guessing game. So, it used to be. The the most we were feeding them was giving them each... I'm sure if someone's like a pet nutritionist, they like will drag me for these details. I'm, I'm probably doing something wrong. But we used to feed them each one can of soft food. So, two cans between the two of them a day. And then, uh, 
one cup, one cup of hard food. So between the two of them, half of a cup uh, in, in the night. And as I said, he's, they both are kind of plump. And so, you know, at first I thought, okay, maybe I need to cut, cut it to one can of soft food. That caused some, some huge digestive issues. Mumu, in particular, was just doing this horrible hacking, like getting really bad hairballs. Um, and, you know, I've always, you know, knowing that they're primary carnivores, I always wanted to focus more on the soft food, the canned food anyways, because I know that's better for them. And so pretty quickly knocked that out and all of a sudden yeah Mumu stopped hacking up so realized I need to keep the canned food the same so then so I, I, a quick detour my wife gave me for Father's Day last year an automatic cat fever feeder because Jack wakes me up by touching my face at 5 a.m. because he's hungry and that's when he would get his hard food um and so she got an auto-feeder, which was great. They let me sleep through the whole night. And the nice thing about the auto-feeder is you get to choose how much food gets dispensed. So I was doing two cans of soft food. This is probably the most boring fucking thing, like going into great detail. I guess but that's kind of always been the, uh, the theme of this podcast, is listening to me slowly get winded <laughs> as I walk with my dog and he pulls on me. Um, and then, uh, just meandering about my pet habits. So anyways, the auto feeder, I did one cup of food. So between the two of them, they were having each one can of soft food and half a cup of hard food. And as I said, they were, you know, no fat shaming. I am overweight myself. So I say this with love. I say this with affection. They were little fatlings and I say this as a fatling. So I, the great thing about this auto feeder is I kind of started gaslighting them. So instead of dispensing one cup to share between the two of them, I did 0.9 cups. So four and a half each. They got used to that. And then I did 0.8 and so on and so forth. So now we're down to 0.6. You know, it's at the point. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know how much further I want to go. I, I kind of have this paranoia that I'm slowly going to starve them to death. But now that they're down to 0.6, so that's one can each and then 0.3 cups of hard food. I mean, they seem healthy. Um, Mumu, I think, is looking much better. You know, I think I just got to accept Jack's a big boy. You know, it, it's not even... He's not like some kind of like a cartoon Garfield cat where um, he just looks bloated. I mean, he definitely has a gut. Like, <laughs> he's thick. He's a thick boy. But he carries it well. He's like a, like Kevin James, I guess, you know. Like, like my mom and sister and uh, my wife, too. They all have at various points expressed having crushes on John Goodman... And the thing they've all said is, like, he carries it well. You know, he's, he's a big guy, but it's, it looks good on his frame. Um, 
And I guess that's Jack. He's like the John Goodman or like Kevin James. You know, guys that like, you know, he's not like, like, like a small frame with like a huge gut. Like he, he's, he's built the spell. Uh, dumps like a truck, I guess, you know, from that old Cisco song. I, 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 I really hope I have not body shamed at all. You know, as I said, I stand with body positivity. Uh, I, I just struggle. I struggle for health for my cats. You know, I think, I think no one. So one of my first bosses, um, for my first professional job, her cat had diabetes and just the stories she told me were heartbreaking, giving him insulin and going blind. And my mom, uh, my mom had a diabetic dog too. And so I guess that's the thing, you know, I know cats are prone to that, especially they're supposed to be eating meat. They're not supposed to be eating carbs. So yeah, you know, I, I try to, I try to be a responsible pet feeder. Uh, I'm sure a vet or something would hear this and totally critique. And if you're wondering why I haven't talked to a vet about this, I hate taking my cats to the vet. We went once and they upsold me some huge like $60 medicine for my cat's ear that I found out she just needed uh, like olive oil. Like there was some natural remedy uh, and we tried it and it actually worked and the vet, we pleaded with the vet, they let us return the medicine, we didn't open it. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it was not a great experience. Uh, in general, I don't tend to like the vet, I feel like, you know, I, I guess if you, no offense to vets out there, <laughs> and not the kind of vet you're thinking, um, I'm, I'm sure there are great vets out there, you know, honest, good people. But I do feel like the industry is very prone to, uh, you know, prone to upselling, prone to tugging on your heartstrings, prone to not letting your animals die with dignity. You know, they know we'll spend a lot of money maybe to prolong our pets' lives by a year or two. Fuck, this is getting dark for a dog-walking podcast. But... So as I said, tend to not really go. Uh, the dog we've taken more to, the vet. Uh, big thing with him, he jumped up on people a lot as a puppy. And uh, the quick of his nails is very misleading. Basically, anytime we've tried to trim him, the poor guy ends up bleeding. Like, I'm telling you, the quick is like super long. So we take him to the vet to get his nails trimmed. And, you know, they do the, the once-over and blah, blah, blah. He gets, the, gets his bill of health, you know, weight and all that. And they, you know, honestly, he, there's no concern with him. He, if anything, he's very good at regulating what he eats. You know, my cats, no matter what I put out for them, it's gone in the morning. You know, whether it was... He sees a bunny. Hey, Bigby, leave it. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Hey, Bigby, sit. Bigby, sit. Sit, buddy. Hey, sit. 
Big visit. Good boy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, let's go. You know, we are. Whenever he gets out of control and tugs, if I tell him to sit, he'll sit. He'll wait for me to count to ten. And the minute I say, let's go, he just resumes tugging, getting at whatever bunny or whatever he finds. So I like to pretend I have control of him. But anyways, he's really good. You know, the cats, my cats are like Pac-Man. Seriously, they'll eat. If it's in the bowl, they'll eat it. Him, I've seen him, you know, if I've overfilled his bowl, he'll go two days just eating what he needs. Uh, he's really good, you know. You know, they always have those diagrams of like what a healthy pet should look like. My cat's, oh God, another bunny. Man, something about, no, 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 buddy. Something about the weather. There's so many bunnies out tonight. Anyways, you know, they always have that diagram of what you should feed your pets. And the big thing is like, oh, you probably hear some neighbor's dogs. Come on, buddy. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm sure me talking is not helping them. Come on, buddy. Let's leave that mess behind. So, the diagram is always like, oh, they should curve in at the hips if they're healthy. And my cats curve out everywhere. Uh... You know, Mumu a little better. But you know, the other thing is Mumu. Mumu's a bit hard because when she was brought into the vet, she was pregnant. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert, vets are the pro-choice. So, yeah. So she's always had a bit of a pooch because um, she did not deliver that letter. So anyways, uh, it's always been kind of hard to tell, you know, if she has that healthy frame or not. Um, Jack, as I said, it's gotten better, but yeah, he's, he's a bruiser. He looks like Garfield. Um, but Bigby, yeah, he, he, he looks like a, not is not nearly as dramatic as a greyhound, but he's got like that, he's felt man, you know, he's, if he were a person, I'd say... I don't know, like, Ryan Lochte, like, I don't know, I feel like, and again, I, I don't really know sports, but I feel like, I feel like Michael Phelps is pretty svelte, but like, still kind of buff, like, I don't know, Bigby's like, he's svelte, like, I think if he were a D&D character, he would have like 14 strength, but like, I don't know, 18 decks, you know, he, he's that kind of... He's like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, let's say he, he's got like a Tom Holland thing going on. That's a good analogy. So anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, man, this... I forgot how wacky this show is. Just how everything meanders. You know, I never realized how much I have to say about pets until I do an app. It feels good to do it again. You know, honestly, I may try to get back into this. So, um, I mentioned we do family walks. I don't know how often it's just going to be me and the pup. 
but I, I bike a lot with the baby. You know, I don't know how safe it would be. Maybe we could try uh, doing an episode while I bike. I'm sure that would sound terrible, especially you hear me getting uh, short of breath breath by the end of these walks. I'm sure a bike episode by the end is just going to... Oh, he looked at me. Bike episode is just going to be like this. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, But yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll find someone, you know, maybe I'll do one at my desk at work. I think if I don't read anything off my screen, I won't be violating an NDA or anything. I won't tell you where I work. Um, I think only my friends listen anyways. They probably know or could ask, but just, you know, when it's on the internet, it's out forever. I could do that. I'm sure that'd be kind of boring. Um, maybe a side gig though, especially if I monetize this show, start making some bucks. He's peeing on a tree. You haven't peed too much. He's been outside a lot. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I guess maybe I should, uh, before we wrap this up, I'll give a quick baby update since I've not... Not to imply that my baby is my pet, because that's weird and messed up, but more so just just kind of giving an overview of all the living things I am tasked with caring for in this world. Uh, baby, so this is interesting, uh, about a week, week ago, so baby had her 18th month checkup, and a little late on walking, little late on talking. So the, uh, the pediatrician had us get her evaluated for some stuff. And then with COVID and everything, by the way, wear your masks, people socially distance. I know things are getting better, but they're not done. I'm probably a hypocrite since I told you I was marching, but I'll let you know. I, it's pretty easy to socially distance with a stroller, at least for the front of you. I did not have six people, six feet in front of me. And honestly, yeah, people just in general kind of minded that we had the stroller. Had my mask, uh, you know, stayed distant. Obviously, yes, not the safest decision. I chose to take the risk because I feel like it would be a cop-out for me as a privileged white man. You know, I mean, if you just think about the risks that you take just being BIPOC in this country, particularly you know, being black. If I were to cop out from COVID, I mean, yeah, it it would be, it would be cowardly. I would be cashing in my privilege card, which I'm, I'm trying to consciously not do anymore. So that's, that's that. But, you know, don't, I, I support anyone who is distancing, is avoiding, because that, that is the, that's the wise thing to do. We, we believed we could do it in a safe way. Um, I'll let you know if I get COVID and I will keep you all updated. Fingers crossed. No. Uh, but anyways, Lord, how did we get on COVID? Jeez, what was my, you know, I know people listening 
are probably going crazy because it's probably fresher in your mind than in my mind how we got on this. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't see, we couldn't get the baby evaluated um, for like two months to like 20 months because of COVID. Uh, and when we did, it was a video examination, which had its own problems. Basically, she ended up on this test with some delay in everything, you know, walking, talking, blah, blah, blah. And her pediatrician was a little concerned, so she had us go see, well, us, in quotes, go see a neurologist. Because of COVID, um, only one parent was allowed to go to the neurologist. I was working. My wife is not working at the moment, so obviously she went, took the baby. Uh, long story short, the neurologist thought the test was overblown. My pediatrician, our pediatrician, my baby's pediatrician was kind of overkill sending us to him. He said, in his opinion, she is totally on par where she should be. Like, she's late on things, but not in any kind of, you know, at any risk of anything. And he said he sees lots of totally healthy kids on her schedule. So that was good news, you know, because I'll admit, you know, I've been thinking about the future a lot, especially with a lot of these things coming and you kind of reflect on your role as a parent and what it means to raise someone. And yeah, it, it's been been a stressful past two weeks. Um, baby took her first two steps today. That'll be a great thing to log on the podcast. Uh, I actually missed it. I was in the room and I left to grab some water for us to get ready for the march tonight. And that's when she chose to do it, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, that feels good. And so we're, you know, these past two (laughs) weekends, again, please, I, I support social distance. So we, the baby has been going stir crazy. We've been going to secluded, not secluded, not busy lake beaches to get her to swim just because she's cooped up all day. And it's been really nice you know, we've been able, again, to stay socially distanced. We wear our masks when we're approaching the beach. We get in a spot in the water without many people. She loves it. She can, you know, normally she needs to, oh, you want to go another lap, buddy? You know, we're back at my house. He's rearing to go. Let's do a short one, especially I want to keep talking. Um, you know, uh, So as I said, you know, with the walking delay, she doesn't really, you know, she'll stand holding on to stuff, but when she's on the beach, on the sand, she'll stand on her own over and over and over again, which is awesome. And so we kind of have been, we've gone two weekends in a row just because I think it's really good for her and she loves seeing the other kids and, you know, it's nice. We're going to go back this weekend and we're actually going to do an overnight stay uh, because we found a a lake we really like but it was about an hour away and you know I'm sure that may seem excessive to some people but I'll tell you another bunny goddamn 
when you drive an hour and you're swimming and then your baby needs a break and you have nowhere to chill at and you just gotta go home, it makes things a bit complicated. So we're just gonna do an overnight stay and have a nice long time. And this is a hotel right by that lake, so it's pretty cheap too. It's in BFE. You know what? That's problematic. I regret saying that. Uh, that's offensive, I think, to a lot of things. It's uh, obviously homophobic. I think definitely racist. I mean, you know, I think evoking Egypt. Yeah, you know what? I really regret saying BFE. I'm I'm making a point to do better. That that word is getting retired. So this is out far away from a populous, urbanized center. And I live close to a populized, urbanized center. I do not live in one, I live in the suburbs, but basically we're driving about an hour outside of town uh, to this lake. Not very crowded, and it works really well. I'm looking forward to that. Um, You know, it's been great. This is one of the longer episodes, I think, actually. You know, I'm actually, I want to bring this back. We did a guest with my buddy, Zach. Uh, I'll plug his podcast, Jingle Friends. Um, Really good episode. I want to get some guests again. You know, if you're listening to this, you want a guest, ping me. Ping me, my God, you can tell I work in a friggin' office. (laughs) Message me, DM me, whatever, get in contact. But this has been lovely. you know, I have nine people who listen to this, and I think maybe three of them are my friends. I think six strangers, or at least six bots, for whatever purpose, listen to this. So, thank you all. And, you know, we're back. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoy the podcast. I uh, shout out to my friends, uh Aaron and Rowena, who recently were turned on to this. I don't know if you're going to listen. This will be a test, I guess, to find out if you do. Uh, Thanks, guys. Hi. Uh, Let me know if you listen. And have a good night, everyone. Stay safe. Black Lives Matter. Donate to the George Floyd Memorial Fund. Uh, Donate to your local bail funds. Donate to Black Lives Matter. If you feel safe uh, in this environment, march, protest, use your voice. Support black people, support people of color, support BIPOC. You, if you are, if you are a privileged, uh, if you are a privileged white person, do not dominate the conversation. Listen, that's the biggest fucking thing. Just listen. It's so goddamn easy to not talk. And I get it. I get the temptation. I, I record a podcast for no one. Of course I get the temptation to want to talk, but you know what? As a white person, I I don't know what I'm talking about. And logic and conjecture does not work. And people have so many more experiences that I am humbled by. And you will learn a lot if you just shut your fucking mouth. That's probably the biggest thing I've learned about as I've tried to become a more woke individual. And it's actually kind of nice to to just accept that. Accept that you don't have to 
have an opinion. You don't have to fight for a side. Even if you're uncomfortable, even if you think you disagree, just listen. You'll learn so much and you'll see sides of the world that you haven't before. You know, I think I've always identified as a liberal. I've always identified as a not racist person, but you know, white privilege that I've experienced has clouded my vision and you just don't see. And you can be microaggressive without even realizing it. You can tone police thinking you're being intellectual, thinking you're being rational. And I think it's a very classic educated white guy thing to do. You know, it's like the the Bill Mars and the Ricky Gervais of the world. You know, they're douchebags. Fuck them. Um, just fucking listen. It's so... It's what privileged white people need to do. And I hope I'm not... I hope I've not spoken in a way which alienates any BIPOC listeners. I'm, you know what? I've always seen that in text. I hope I'm saying it right. Is it BIPOC? Is it BIPOC? I'm just going to say all the letters. I think it's safer. Correct me. Call me out. You know what? That's the other thing. If you are listening to this as a white privileged person, do not be afraid of being called out. If you get defensive, it's game over. Just accept it. We all can grow. We all can learn. Lord knows people call out BIPOC all the time. And if you're BIPOC, just know I aim to be an ally. I aim to boost when I can. Um, so, come on, Big B. Come on. Sorry, someone, someone walked by and it felt really awkward getting like really impassioned when just a, a stranger in my neighborhood <laughs> walks by and my dog was trying to jump up on them. This is kind of the awkward thing about recording sometimes is, you know, hopefully people think I'm just on like a, a speakerphone call or something, but I think it is um, objectively a little insane to be, I, I must seem like Dale Cooper or something, you know, but, uh, but anyways, okay, my point, be humble, allow people to call you out, a call out is not a judgment of you. It's a judgment of what you've said. No one is perfect. Everyone has room to be called out. And we can all learn and grow. And, you know, I did improv for about two years. And one of the most beautiful lessons of improv is we all have each other's backs. Your troop has your back. And that's how I think we need to live life. Don't be afraid of being called out. And BIPOC, please, if I ever, and I definitely know I I probably have in this and will in the future, you know, I will try my best to be mature and grown up as I get called out. Um, ironically, I was very insecure about getting notes in improv, which I shouldn't have been. 
Uh, and that's why one of the big reasons why I quit also having a baby and moving far away from an improv theater. Boy, this has gone a bit longer than I thought. Uh, thank you all. Thank you, nine of you, for listening. As I said, donate. Brianna, you know what? I, I've said George Floyd so much. Fuck me for not mentioning Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor, George Floyd. Support bail funds. Support BLM. And the other thing I wanted to close with before I got very, very off topic. It's still a pandemic out there. Only you know what you're comfortable with. Only you know the risks. But please don't assume everything is gone. Please, you know, don't... Don't let down your guard. You know, stay tuned into the CDC. Keep your distance. Wear your masks. You know, it's... We're going to get over this. It sucks. It's been a long four months, three months, I don't even know. If you ever feel isolated or alone, you can reach out to me. I'm always willing to talk, to give companionship and company, but stay vigilant. We will beat COVID, uh, but it's not gone yet. And it might resurge in the fall. So that sucks, but it's a possibility. Bleak. Happy news. Dog is pooping out. Uh, he was very unruly because we skipped like three days in a row. Uh, well, I guess two days in a row. Um, it would have been three if I didn't take him tonight. I need to get back home. It's getting to baby's bath time. My wife may have already done it feel bad if she's annoyed especially when I took an extra lap to keep gabbing <laughs> sorry honey um, thank you uh, thank you for listening thank you for being my friends thank you for going on this crazy ride we call life with me um, I will I don't know when I'll be back hopefully soon um, peace love harmony Say his name, George Floyd. Say her name, Brianna Taylor. Good night.